When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another Patriots podcast in town are on hiatus. We make it happen. When other voices from Patriots Nation are resting, we are rocking and rolling. That's right. Six rings and football things. Back on the beat, two weeks out from Patriots camp opening up. Fourth of July in the rear view, the 2023 season at time of record. Just a mere 61 days away until Tom Brady returns and the five-point favorite Philadelphia Eagles make their way for a 425 affair on Sunday, September 10th at Galette Stadium with its fancy new giant TV screen. And of course, it's Lighthouse Sports Bar and everything else Mr. Kraft spent money on as opposed to Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins. Hello, everybody. It's Nick Fitzy Stevens. It's Andy Jumbo Hart, producer Justin Turpin behind the glass, taking your orders as well on today's program. First leg, we run through the top five Patriots as of right now, heading into training camp 2023. And then we assess as to who the top five Patriots will need to be at the end of the 2023 season if this team is to get to where it wants to or needs to go, which is back to the postseason. Not as spectator, but as participant. I made sure to qualify, Andy. And in the second leg, it's Pat's Perry. We'll just clean up everything else going on in the wide world of Pat's Nation. Kendrick Bourne hype videos, crazy demand for tickets to the Patriots Colts game in Germany. Uh, a little clap back from Debo Samuel, one we wanted in Patriots Nation a while ago. Some Pat's futures and so much more. Andy, where are we right now? And I don't mean Earth. I don't mean our respective fan caves, etc. I mean, where are the Patriots right now? Two weeks out. What are they doing? Are they finishing up their final vacations? What are the coaches doing? Are they getting a little... Are they taking a quick brain drain and, and a, a little chill spell before they really get in? Because once they hop on the grind, once this gets going a week or two weeks from now, that's it till at least January. So where, where, what's the state of everybody who works for the Pats right now? I think wrapping up their time off in general, um, mid-July. So, so they'll start trickling back to work, trickling back into the building, beginning the preparations for training camp and the rookies to arrive and injured players and quarterbacks that get in town early. So, yeah, they're probably they're like, uh, you know, you have a really good weekend and it's like Sunday afternoon. You're still sitting by the fire. You're still having some beers, but you're like, oh, boy, Monday morning's coming. I got to get ready to get up and go to work and back to the real or even the Sunday at the end of a vacation week like I had mm. uh, recently. Those are they're awesome and mm. tough all wrapped into one. That's where they are. They're like realizing the time off is over, but they're excited to get back to work and start the process, I'm sure. And that's why you see players also will start to be really visible, I think, in their preparations. And like they may have had a little time. Remember the Gasicki video in, where was he, Italy? That beautiful, when he did oh, the uh, flip off oh, the boat and everything. Oh, God, everybody, gorgeous. everybody is going to st be starting the process of returning to the real world uh, over the next handful of days or week. They, uh, they, they come home, the bills are paid, preparations are made, they start eating right again, no more vacation beers, no more extra helpings at the buffet line. 
They start getting in line with their nutrition, their training, their programs. Okay, so that yeah, so brother we, Hulkamania. Yeah. So this is like so if it's back to school, that's right, brother. Get trained, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. Uh, you so this is like maybe the Sunday or the Monday around Labor Day where it's a sort of like oh man, back to school. Yep. Then it, then once you get into it, and you're like, hey, this isn't so bad after all. But there's a melancholy that comes. Okay, so everyone's sort of like wrapping up their time off and getting ready to get back into it. Uh, recently, you know, I saw this awesome tweet from a friend of the program, Mike Giardi. Uh, and I thought it was a terrific launching point for the podcast. Uh, the current top five Patriots heading into the 2023 mother effing, you know, water, a hole beach, sand, Bermuda, butthead Giardi. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's such a great idea. I'm glad I had it about 24 hours earlier when I sent it out. To, in a response to Mike Cadlick doing a mailbag. So I sent out the question, retweeted it, figured I'd chum mm -hmm. the water for him to get mm -hmm. some mailbag uh, content and prepare for a Six Rings pod. So it started the whole discussion on Twitter. Mm -hmm. 24 nope. hours later, big bad Mike Giardi and his blue check mark and his however 100,000 plus followers. Oh, here, just out of nowhere, he was sitting on the beach in Bermuda with a drink in hand and he was like, you rum know what? <laughs> a rum swizzle. Five Patriots. Like, Get the F out of here. What a shot across your bow. He's probably, he's like, you know what? No one's going to notice Andy's tweet, you know, but if, but I, 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 the great almighty and powerful Mike Giardi, everybody will see it from me and go, Mike, you know, that is a great talking point. What a great, what a great launch cool. point for our time. <laughs> he's not welcome on this program anymore. That's it. Wow. That's it. Giardi banned like Steve from fall. Even Steve from fall river is more welcome than Mike Giardi these days. Now nah, I'll bring so it back. Cause I like Mike. Yeah, we'll squeeze him in. Maybe we'll see how it goes. But so you, Andy suggests that as a uh, talk point yesterday for our beat writer, Mike Catholic on, on, on the podcast beat and mailbag as well. Who are the current top five Patriots heading into the 2023, 2024 season for a point of reference, Mike Giardi's list was, uh, I believe this is in order. One Judon, two Ramondre, three on Wenu, four Duggar, five, Hunter Henry, and he concludes Barmore, based on talent, would be on this list, but last year didn't deliver. Uche lurks, Andrews and John Jones. Good sign if Gonzo is in the convo later this season. Okay, so let's run through our top five Patriots right now, heading into training camp and the season. And then what we'll do after that, uh, after a brief and potentially robust discussion, we will have our top five Patriots at the end of the season if they are actually to perform, get back to the playoffs, and be the team we hope. And some believe they can be. So, Andy, uh, you go with yours first. Who are your top five Patriots heading into the season? Okay. And uh, so you want me to go five to one or one to five? Uh, why don't you five to one it? Okay. Five to one it. Um, I really struggled with the fifth slot. I had no mm. problem with the first four. To me, mm -hmm. the uh, the race, you know how sometimes they say that this NBA draft starts at pick four. We know what the first three are going to be in order, blah, blah, blah. Like the this NFL whole, draft. Yeah. Because... This discussion started at five for me. Mm -hmm. And I like the Henry pick that that Giardi had. And that was probably my number two for this spot. Um, but I'm going young and I'm going to give uh, recognition for a guy who had all pro status a year ago and made plays in all three phases. Marcus Jones. I don't know what he's wow. going to do. I don't know if teams will kick away from him and he won't get any return chances. If they stick him at, at slot corner, you know, I think he's probably least valuable there or least effective there. Slot receiver good. intrigued, but 
Marcus Jones, for everything he did last year, I'm giving him a spot in my top five in the five spot. Wow. That's a, you know, he may be, I've seen a lot of like people filling for time, AKA trying to come up with content to space out life between mini camp and actual training camp. He may be atop the wild cards of the 23 season because he either is going to take a leap from last year and become a force and factor on both sides of the ball, or could he potentially regress and at no fault of his own? Because like you said, people just like, I'm not kicking to him. I'm not throwing. I don't want to, I don't want to give that kid any chance to put the ball in his hands. Good one. All right. Four. Four is a boring one. Mike on Wenu. I think he was your best offensive lineman last year. I think for the last three years, he's been one of your best offensive linemen. Yeah. He's a guard. Ho-hum, yawn, he's a guard. Your line was terrible around him, so in a hole, I think the line got a bad rap last year because of the tackle position. But Mike Onwenu, three Mm. is Kyle Duggar, your rising star safety, who be interesting to see where his contract goes, either during or after this season, if he is a Patriot for the long term. He's a guy that, the thing that's always stuck out to me is how much teammates rave about just his raw physical ability, size, speed, athleticism, the whole thing. When you hear guys like McCordy or Phillips, the older guys, they're like that. They always joke. How did you end up at division two Lenore Ryan? Mm-hmm. Like you're one of the best athletes I've been around in my life. And you were at Lenore Ryan, which everybody had to look up to find after the draft. Oh. Um, and now it gets interesting for me. I am going to give credence to, longevity and consistency but i think a strong argument can be made that my guy at number two should be number one my two slot goes to Ramondre stevenson who i think not only had a breakout year last year i think there's still more room for growth and he could take the next step and he's already a top 10 running back wouldn't stun me if he's a top five running back and the things he can do the ball in his hands whether it's running it catching it and running it and then obviously the top spot i'm sure most people assume Multi-time Pro Bowler, double-digit sacks, everything that Judon has done the last couple of years. The one thing I will say, I think Stevenson is closer to the best running back in football than Judon is to the best edge player in football. So I think that's an interesting debate to be had between those two for the number one spot. There was recently a little NFL or pro football. One of the things are the 33rd team, someone you follow, somebody who puts stuff out there like that for debate. Uh, he was probably ed- Giardi, and he pretended it was his own. Oh, shots fired. Uh, it was the best edge rushers in football, and I, uh, I think Judon made the conversation in the top 10 as well, but didn't make the he top five. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like maybe Nick Bosa was number one, then TJ Watt, Miles Garrett. So many high, you know, there's so many talented players. Just to be in that conversation, and that sort of tells you where the New England Patriots are uh, in terms of star power, something this team – we can mention it every podcast, every post-game show, any radio show where we fill in. doesn't matter. It'll never be said enough. This team needs star power. This team needs one, two, three people to rise to the forefront of the discussion, be mentioned regularly on the football channel, Good Morning Football, ESPN, everywhere, and they're just not getting it. Maybe this is the season we see a couple of those people on this roster in the top five now or at the top five at the end of the season become stars. All right, my top five, I too, I as well, me included, had a hard time with number five. Several people vied for the bottom spot in what is the top five list. I went with the highly and consistently underrated Adrian Phillips. I think Adrian Phillips is just an excellent football player. Doesn't do anything wrong. Never really out of place. Hard hitter. I mean, very, very hard hitter. Uh, 
you know, was once a great athlete, could do everything. Hell, he'd love to play tight end as well. Um, special teams value and more. Love him. Four, Kyle Duggar. Three, Ramondre. Two, Onwenu. One, Judon. Wow. Disrespect for Ramondre. Well, he's going to have to earn it because Onwenu has done it just a little bit longer. I'll tell you this. I think not only Ramondre is closer to the top five running backs uh, like Judon is to the top five edge rushers. I think Ramondre is even closer to taking over number one in terms of best overall Patriots than Judon is cracking that top five list. And Agreed. and we'll see. And we'll see if even if Dalvin, even if they were to like go crazy and choose money and sign Dalvin Cook, I still don't almost think that that would really affect him that much. Only because sure he'd lose a couple carries, but he'd be perpetually fresh. And then you would have the danger of two potentially top 10 running backs in the backfield at the same time, or every single time Mac Jones takes a handoff, boom, there's another stud back behind him. What are we going to do? I think that would make their offense that much more dangerous. All right, Andy, it is the end of the season. Who are the five Patriots that need to be atop your top five for this team to be the best they can be? Okay. So I went with a best case scenario mindset. Same, like same, best same case scenario in December. So, again, I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up. And, again, I had a couple guys in my brain for the fifth spot. So, I pulled a Mike Mayock pre-draft and put a little T next to the five, tied for fifth. Two guys. I know it's our podcast. Uh, it's lame. But right. I, it's, it's lame. Fine. But I it's fine. my own rules. It's our podcast. Sure. You know, Giardi didn't have guys tied for fifth in oh, his. This is, now, <laughs> this, is, this is just, this is getting, this is getting personal. He's going to file a restraining order. Uh, so my top five, the tied for fifth member mm -hmm. would be Trent Brown, because you have uh, we I think we've talked about the house of cards on the line, the lack of bodies at tackle. It was your biggest need at points last year, and it feels like it could still be one of your biggest needs right now. He's unhappy. He's out of shape. He was late. He was this. He was if you could put to bed all the Trent Brown talk and just get the Dante Scarnecchia 2018 Trent Brown back, it would be a massive first step for this offense, this team, and credibility, stability, and everything that goes with it, then you can figure out right tackle if you had that just locked down. Ties for number four. Ma massive question. Offensive tackle continues to be the biggest question Huge. mark on this team. Huge. Um, so if Trent Brown could turn back the clock, ramp up the motivation, do whatever he do when he happy and he good and he great, like that'd be awesome. I, I don't know how, again, this is best case scenario. I don't know okay. how much Fine. I feel like that's going to happen. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so the second guy in my number five slot, another large, rare planet player human being, I feel better about this guy actually being in the top five. And the take poacher Giardi mentioned him. He has the talent to be in the top four five. Four mentions, my God. How much coastal real... Andy, it's Mike Giardi. All right, uh, go ahead. Who is it? Christian Barmore. You know, hmm. I thought Christian Barmore was going to be a top three player on this team last year. He was not. He had an injury. He had issues off the field. Like there was just a variety of things that just didn't seem to meld in the year two jump making, but he has the ability. And if they're going to build an elite team, you talked about it stars. Like, mm -hmm. and, and I don't like to make the comparison, Aaron Donald or Richard Seymour, but those guys up front, and we think the D line could and should be a strength of this team and this defense and all that Christian Barmore better be a big pain in the ass to offenses in the middle of that defensive line. I couldn't agree more. Uh, so much so, I'll wait till I get to my list. Go ahead. Who uh, you got? At, who's it for? The four spot 
I'm going to go with the guy I had in the one spot in the present day top five, Matthew Judon. I still think he needs to be in the mix of your best players. He's been a double-digit sack guy, fades at various points in seasons, and I know Poopy Pants Giardi actually had a uh, part in his column over the weekend for the uh, Greg Bedard's website. Five mentions. Yep, um, about how Judon, his raw numbers are maybe better than they they really are the impact of him. He's a lower tier impact pass rusher, kind of gets his sacks off games and pressures off games and twists and stunts and doesn't necessarily just beat tackles. I don't care. If this defense is going to be as good as it's supposed to be, Matthew Judon is going to continue to be a pain in the ass for offensive lines, for quarterbacks. I think he's a high motor guy, a high energy guy, and he's also become kind of a leader, a vocal spokesman for this team. So Matthew Judon in your four spot at the end of the season of the top. Now, that's good, though, because if Ooh. your number one guy now moves down to number four, that's good moving up the ladder for some of the guys on your roster. That's why you're going to be a good team if this happens. Three spot. The most interesting name on my list. Best case scenario for the New England Patriots late mm -hmm. in the season as they prepare for the postseason and whatever they've accomplished throughout the year. Give it to me. Give it to me. DeAndre Hopkins is your ah, third ah, best whoa. player on the Patriots come December. Whoa. You have a number one receiver. You have a he makes everybody else's job easier on offense. We've talked ad nauseum about it. Yep. Credibility, yep. fear factor, anything you want to throw into it. DeAndre Hopkins, if this is going to be the perfect Patriots season or pretty damn close based on the talent they have, DeAndre Hopkins will be a top three player come December for the New England Patriots, not for the Tennessee mm -hmm. Titans or you know, the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Bills would be worst case scenario. Yeah, it'd be worse. By the way, side note, we went through on the Rich Keefe show Monday evening uh, during the home run derby, the receiving core of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, all it takes is one cursory glance, but a five-second gander at the talent ta <clears throat> talent they have at receiver. You can understand why they've been the most aggressive in their pursuit of him oh, yeah. because, wow, I mean, wow. They, they went from a pretty good receiving core. I mean, a good receiving core a couple of years ago when you had – um aj brown and Corey davis like they they had a good core and now it's just now it's the young kid has to step up the uh the kid out of arkansas uh, traylon traylon burks yeah if he steps up okay maybe that changes everything but his job would get easier if you add d hop mm -hmm. now he can just develop kind of in the shadow of d hop would be a huge for sure okay number two. two on your best case scenario top five patriots come december Again, I think this is a simple and an obvious one. Some people on Twitter had this guy in their top five already. Stupid. Um, but he, if he, if you're going to be the best team you can be, the best defense you can be, Christian Gonzalez will be your second best player wow. come December. Number one corner. Hey, Sauce Gardner. He <laughs> paved the way a year ago for the Jets. He said, I don't care if I'm a rookie. I'm really good, and I'm going to come prove it, and I'm going to be one of the better corners in football. You need Christian or – or ideally, you'd get Christian Gonzalez to follow Sauce Gardner down that AFC East road. Mm -hmm. That would be ideal. And who's number one? Uh, I, the the captain obvious would like to make this selection. Um, I don't know if you've realized in the National Football League, um, there's a position that's really important, really, oh, really important. Is it a QBDL quarterback driven league? Uh, it is, and this is not on the DL. This is the obvious call of all calls. Mac Jones needs to be your best player. If Mac Jones is your best player, even if some of these others don't fall into place, if Mac Jones is your unquestioned best player, you could be a playoff team. Like if we're not talking about Mac Jones's weak arm or emotions or limitations or any of that crap, if mm -hmm. Mac Jones is the unquestioned number one Patriot come December, 
you're probably preparing for a playoff run. Ah, man, you are going to be stunned, surprised, and sideways when you hear my top five, having just run through yours as well. Uh, I was going to go just a clean top five, but since you made the five spot a tie spot, I'm going to go ahead and do the same as well. Tied at number five for the New England Patriots to be the best team. Close. It's a tie Uh, spot. I went with uh, ascending talent, also mentioned in in Giardi's tweet. I'm going to go with uh, contract season Uche uh, tied with cornerback Christian Gonzalez. Uh, You are going to need a steady and consistent pass rush. And I do think if Matt Judon's words ring true that the best pass rusher is not himself, but the guy on the other side and Uche wants to cash in kind of like Kyle Duggar wants to as well. You know, my secret or not so secret little contract year theory that the Patriots may benefit significantly from that with guys like Onwenu and Duggar and Uche and more in contract years. So they're going to try to show up and show out as often as possible. And Gonzo, the whole thing you said, I'll just not even bother repeating all your sauce gardener words. It's exactly what they need. You get a top flight corner. This kid is the real deal. And as advertised, that's a massive dub for the team. Hopefully he stays healthy and does as much. We differ a little bit in the middle here. Number four, I went Ramondre. Why? I need him to stay healthy. I need him to live up to the top 10 running back billing. They are going to run so much of the offense through him because I don't think they're going to get DeAndre Hopkins. Boom. And therefore, I know I'm the one I wanted him. I've been on that hype train so long. I'm getting tired of sitting there by myself. He hasn't even showed up for dinner yet. Um, dining car is empty. So Ramondre, they're going to have to run too much through him. Number three, Trent Brown. Listen, if you want, if the running game is going to work, if you want Mac Jones to stay upright, get health, be healthy for 17 games. You need 2018 Trent Brown, or you just need his giant wall of humanity to perform for whatever that next contract is. Whoever, wherever it's going to be, don't care right now. Just actually be, just attempt to really play and be the giant human you are. Yes. Can I uh, interject a uh, better case scenario question or more likely type question here at Trent Brown? We both put him in our best case scenario, top five. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Better chance that come December, Trent Brown is a top five or in your case, top three player on the Patriots or that he's not on the Patriots. 60, 40, not on. I kind of think the same way. Like, I think this is a minefield that could explode. uh, Yeah, it's dangerous. It it definitely is. Like he's either going to, he's either going to realize like, oh, I can make another $50 million if I kick ass this year, or he'll just be, continually mired in that weird headspace that he gets into sometimes where you just wonder like, why, why aren't you trying harder? So what, this is what you're making now. Do you have any idea how much more you can make if you do this? Like, right. It's not, I don't, I, I can't begin to understand what a weird dude he is. And he seems like a pretty interesting, interesting guy. And he supposedly loves Belichick, but the fact that Skarnekia said they had to try to do everything they could to get him to tune in sometimes just tells you, Oh yeah. He's just out there. He's just, he's just, he's one of them, but, if he plays up to his abilities, you have a line, you have a run game, and Mac is upright. Number two, uh, it, you're not going to be able to keep up offensively with all these teams in the AFC and the AFC East. You're going to have to win some games defensively. And the most disruptive force on the defensive side of the ball is your boy who owes us one after a subpar sophomore season, Christian Barmore, number two. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I think he has that ability. He I don't has know that it. he he'll has ever it. realize it, but he can be him. He, he don't tell Rich Keith that he he doesn't. Yeah, he hates. I don't know. Not him. He, uh, he can him. He can him. And now it's just 
coaching and you know that's a challenge for demarcus covington his position mm -hmm. coach who's a rising star in his own right that's a challenge <laughs> for him to deal with that um again i don't i'm trying to stay open-minded with christian barmore i was you know i was so hopeful oh. last year at this time uh, regarding him and it just never came to fruition so i'm staying hopeful because i think if you're right if he gets into that top one or two that's a really good sign for this foundation, this franchise moving forward. Yeah, it's a great sign. He has a chance to, is he going to go down the Trent Brown route and become one of those guys where you wonder if he'll ever live up to his potential or does he become a Javon Hargrave, a dominant force, someone that always has to be accounted for on the defensive line? You know who he could be, and, and unfortunately it's not this year, is one of your contract year guys next year in yes. year four when he's mm -hmm. in a contract year as a second round pick you don't have that fifth year option i could easily see him and this may be sort of judging his character too soon too negatively but it's humanity I see him being a contract year and like yeah. oh oh you played all 17 games and you had by far your best season as you're about to hit free agency well what a coincidence that is you don't say what a shocker what an app yeah we do we know exactly how that works all right, so there's our top five Pats now and the top five Pats. Wait, you didn't in, say in... one. Matt, well, it's Mac. Oh, okay, but I wanted yeah. you to at least say it. You could have Oh, yeah, sorry, Mac out. Jones. Oh, no, 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 it has to be Mac Jones. He has to, be the... For all... has to be the best player. Malik okay, Cunningham. Chad Ryland, <laughs> Brendan Schooler. They're going to be punting so much, you got to make sure you cover. Oh, oh I'm oh. joking. Shots, uh, no, 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 no disrespect intended. It has to be Mac Jones, period. I think he has the ability. We'll see. But we need people to stop the other team from scoring and to protect Mac Jones and do their job in and all around him in order for McCorkle to make it to the top of the list. There's our top five now and our top five optimistic hopefuls for the end of the 2023 season. Agree or disagree with our rankings? Please give us a shout at FitzyGFY, at Jumbo Heart, at Six Rings Pod. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. We're out here grinding, getting it done. Filling in the time until camp and wait until camp starts. Oh, boy. If you thought we six rings last year, wait until you get a load of what we got coming up this season as well. And a nice little teaser here. Ross Tucker joining us in just a couple weeks to also do a special training camp preview. You won't want to miss it. Now, he Not is the perfect guest for our show because we love football, both of us. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You love beer. Well, we both love beer, but you love yeah. a more eclectic uh, sampling of beer. He is Mr. Show Me Your Beer on Twitter and love, has, mm -hmm. loves to have a beer fridge with all your IPAs and crafts. Mm -hmm. And he loves food like I do. Buffets, press boxes, mm -hmm. restaurants. I believe if he's actually a I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he also dabbles in the uh, the fine art of smoking as well, which I do, which I do, too. Like he literally is the, the soul of this show. Yeah, he's, he's going to fit right in. We may need like a four-hour expanded version for him, or he'll give us the 10 minutes he is. I was going to say, he'll give us the 12 minutes the company allots, which is going to be super exciting. We're going to piss away nine minutes talking food and beer. Hey, you like vitamin C too? No S. Okay. <laughs> All right, leg two. Here we go. It's Pat's Puri time. We got to get someone to compose a Pat's Puri theme for us. Uh, these are just all the other news notes and nuggets swirling around the uh, wide world of Pat's Nation. Uh, let's begin. Anything new on Cook and Hopkins? I feel like we are required. It is a requisite at this point. Nothing new, right? They're just still not signing with the team. They're just out there. Just No, there was like this. Remember, uh, well, I know our guy, Mike Cadlick, who, you know, is a good modern reporter, which means he monitors all the growing social media platforms and in instances like this. And there was the D-hop like, oh, I had 
Didn't know clam chowder had bacon in it, so I ate bacon for the first time or pork for the first time. And everybody's like, oh, you know where clam chowder's from? That's from Boston, New England. He's coming to the pit. No, there's been nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm sick of it. You're sick of it. We're all, mm-hmm. as I said, D-hop or get off the pot. I'm, I'm yeah. just... Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm done. I'm done with it. I, I at this point now, like it's gotten me to a point. Like we both know how good he could be on this team, or believe how good he could be, and what a difference he would make. And at this point now, it's almost like if he's not going to sign tomorrow, fine. I've already moved on to Cook as my Pat's crush for the upcoming season, or the guy that I want the team to sign. He would cost wow. less, Fox impact the offense. Full checking in. Yep. Again. You yep. love D-Hop for like a month. Done, month that I, you know what? No, I. It, that invitation to the prom came with an expiration notice. It's like this invitation will self-destruct after 30 days. Come on, come on, D hop. Let's do it. Uh, and right, that man. being said, if they sign him, you'll be back on the train. Oh my, I have his Jersey in every single color throwback. <laughs> what are you kidding? I have that. Tell my wife, you know, we got to get another pet so we can name it D hop. Uh, all right. Uh, whoa. Did you see the demand for Pat's tickets in Germany? Woo. Yeah. So uh, most of the people are going to receive one simple word. Nine. Sorry. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. Uh, you, uh, I got nine tickets. No, you got none. Nine. No, no, no tickets nine. for you. Not, yeah. As of this morning, there were on the socials 2.6 million people. Well, in that's the a ticket, big stadium. In the ticket. Okay. Just, just so you know, I even pull, I pulled this up right here. The game is being played. Man, that's a, that's a, that's a big Twinkie. Talk about nosebleeds. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, what is the name of the stadium again? Like Einstadt or whatever the hell. Oh, here it is. Okay. So the Pats will be in Deutschland uh, in Frankfurt, Germany at a, a stadium that holds 50,000 people. And there's uh, 2.6 million people in the queue. Carry the one, subtract the 100 million. But you want to be the guy to let everyone else know that they don't have a chance in hell of getting an Andy. And what a bummer, too, because... It's going to be such a, it should be such a show as well. Uh, I do have a feeling, by the way, I kind of think we will see Anthony Richardson under center for the Colts. I mean, Jim Irsay was saying this week, like, hey, man, we need to get Richardson out there as soon as we can, man. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And no, the only reason you won't is if he's already hurt or benched at that point. I think that's the only reason you will. Oh, okay. I, I still think he doesn't start the season. I think Minshew gets a couple games with the spike man. Uh, calling the plays and then eventually it's just like okay we're fine but like we need to either be see if we can be awesome or see if we can need to be super shitty and maybe it'll it could be one or the other did you see the uh speaking of anthony richardson the clip making the rounds of like when you show up at your local y to play pickup basketball and anthony richardson's on the other team and he's like running the court dunking the ball oh, on people. no i'm sure he was i mean he's just Specimen is not even a fair way to describe this guy. Honestly, he might he might end up being the Wembayama, uh, a better version of the Wembayama of the NFL if he can pull it together. I don't want to see them rush him because honestly, I would love to see him be everything he can be, and then some. Um, uh, some Patriots futures on Fanduel. We were discussing this this Ooh. week on the Rich Keefe show. Uh, I think my favorite was uh, Mac Jones to throw twenty or more touchdown passes was plus 170. That seems like free money to me, Andy. Yeah, it does. What's right? uh what do they know? Yeah, right 20, I mean, 20 touchdowns. I mean, he threw 14 last year, missed a couple of games and had the worst season, the worst coordinator, the worst set of circumstances you could possibly have as a sophomore in the NFL. Yeah. And that seems like free money? You should uh 
bet money on that a little something on that yeah. yeah i might put a little there might be three figures going on that one that's um <laughs> then he blows his acl in week one and you're like son of a <laughs> son of a uh well no then you just got to double down on zappy uh two two and that's how you get into gambling then, trouble <laughs> and then when he gets concussed and it's malik cunningham and you're like ah my family fortune uh yeah no that, that feels yeah. like free money but there's some really really fun odds about uh, making it to the making it to the postseason, making it to the Super Bowl as well. Ramondre Stevenson, ten touchdowns overall. I feel like that was maybe like plus two, like ten rushing touchdowns. Would you do Ramondre Stevenson? No, ten total touchdowns. I think that was plus two fifty. I like it. I don't like it as much as the Mac, um, just because. Who knows if Dalvin Cook shows up? Who knows if these rookies, like if Pierre Strong takes over the passing back role and Ramondre takes a, like a step back there mm-hmm. and is just a traditional back. In general, I like it because we've seen over the years, more often than not, Patriots have a double-digit touchdown guy. Whether it's Cam Newton, whether it's LeGarrette Blunt, when he would he have 18 that year, they mm-hmm. usually have a short yardage, a touchdown guy that gets double-digit touchdowns. But with and the other thing that scares me about Ramondre, and this is very unscientific, but mm-hmm. especially at the running back position, but also in general, when guys have great years in the NFL and you're not quite sure if they are true great players. Feels like they're always due the next year to have, oh, he pulled a hammy and he missed a month and he had a down year and he fumbled once on the goal line that should have been a surefire touchdown. And he might not, if he doesn't have the the second breakout year in a row to prove that he's a true elite running back, mm-hmm. I always feel like there can be a snake bitten season mixed in there somewhere. I The Mac one, can we get back to that for a minute? Yeah, doesn't that seem like, fat? doesn't that just say, I mean, there's other I don't see any ones. way he stays healthy and doesn't throw 20 touchdowns. If he does, well then, the people that want to tank for Caleb Williams are right because you don't have a quarterback. If he doesn't throw 20 touchdowns this year, you do not Joke. have an NFL quarterback. You're done. You're done with how, Matt. How about like uh, to clean sweep the AFC East plus 7,500? Uh, I don't love that. 75 one. to one odds. I don't love the, the either. Like maybe you drop can 10 I, bucks what, on there. Can I get the opposite? <laughs> I, you, that, there's not going to be an odd on that. They're not winning the AFC East. They're not. Uh, no, no, no. There's, no, no, no. I'm, wait, what did you mean by clean sweep of the AFC East? Win all six games. Yeah, I want the opposite. Lose all six games. Wow. What's the wow. number on that? Is that available? Because I'd I rather don't have sprinkle. that one currently. Uh, I'd rather sprinkle that on that. Wow. Yeah, there, uh, you can bet on you can bet on anything. You can bet, uh, you know, to make the Super Bowl, make the postseason, clean sweep the AFC East. Uh, they're all out there. I just thought the Mac Jones one was like the easiest money I'd seen. Well, and that usually blows up in your face. Yep. In, I it mean, in general, does. in gambling. <laughs> like last year when I was like, Hunter Renfro, 800 yards receiving and a Josh McDaniels offense, he'll have that by week five. What did he finish with, like 312 yards? I believe I predicted he would catch 145 passes last year. <laughs> it's still not as bad as Wiggy saying, uh, <laughs> what was it? Uh, oh, uh, 80 catches for Devin Asiasi his rookie season. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's bad. It's still the worst take in the history of our radio. Missed it by. Well, he missed it by everything. uh, Missed it by all, period. Uh, Did you happen to catch, by the way, the Debo Samuel interview with Zach Gelb on CBS Sports Radio, where Gelb was asking him about the rivalry with the Eagles, if he's still mad about last year's uh, NFC Championship, how he feels about the upcoming rematch this season. I mean, these are the kinds of questions people on a national platform are going to have to ask because – it's a little bit of a juicy storyline, and who doesn't love celebrating a little rivalry to, you know, bolster interest months out and garner some ratings? It didn't go the way 
I think everyone thought it would. Uh, here, let's take a quick listen. Devo Samuel here with us. Well, something that is your call. I saw what you said about the Eagles back at the Super Bowl at Sirius, where if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt, you guys would have won that game by double digits. Why, why would that have been the case? I don't know that, though. So do you not still believe that? I mean, I do, but I mean, we, we're not, that shit is like, we're not going to keep talking about it. I mean, I said what I said. Gotcha. So then what happens this year when you play Philly on December 3rd? I don't know. Just wait till what, week 13, 12, whatever week it is. We'll show you. Well, then you know how that's going to go I down. You're, you're going into Philadelphia. Those fans are going to be booing you loud. You have a message for Eagles fans? Hey, guys. Yeah? All right, we're good to go. What do you mean? We have Debo on right now. Yeah, I know, but we're going to head into camp right now. Are, are you serious? Okay. Thank you. That's There you Thanks, go. Bye. Yeah. Uh, he done hung up, Andy. And at that point, the PR flag jumps in and is like, yeah, hi, we're done. The most awkward position in sports or just entertainment for anybody being the PR flag, putting up with a petulant talent. Are you, yeah. do you think it was wrong of Gelb to ask that, that question or, or was that soft of Debo? I, I'm going B oh. over A. Soft. soft. 100% soft. And that's funny because he's obviously not a soft player. No. Um, he's a competitor, a versatile game changer. I just, I think a lot of these athletes start to get pampered, start to get sensitive, start to get PR peopled. And I don't know why you can't just answer the question or just say, no, you know, I'm going to move on. But it's happened all the time. You know, I remember, uh, I think Danny Amendola locally hung up on, uh, I believe, our friend Adam Jones when he was on the other side of the street, as they say in the radio business. Um, he did? Because he got pissy about a question being asked. Like, I don't know, grow up. Answer it. Don't answer it. Be funny. Be dismissive. But to hang up, to take your ball and have your big bad PR person. That's like having your mom come fight the bully at school. Like, yeah, I, like what are we doing? Right, like, that's it's just it's a it's again. This we point this out all the time. Do you not understand? You're the product. You like your interest, your hype, your hyperbole, the things you say. This is what gets people interested. This is what makes people want to watch. This is what makes people Get excited for things like pump up the rivalry, stoke the flames, bad blood, and to just be like, oh, I'm not interested. Well, then don't do the interview. And of course, I know right. he's got a product to shill, does all that jazz. And then when you get to the question, he's like, no, nah, I'm done. Like, yeah. I, that's like very Matt Light of him. Dinkish. Oh, what are you doing? Come on. Well, Matt, Matt Light always loved to talk when he had an event he needed to promote. And then when you actually ask questions about Jason Taylor whooping his ass or Dwight Freeney whooping his ass, he clammed up and went, oh, I, I got to get out of here. I got, I got some place. I got to go. Bye. Well, they were hard to defend. I mean, let's be honest. They, yeah, they so gave just a lot. say that. Okay. Well, it's tough to do it when you got a lot of pride. You got an ego. You got games coming up. It's difficult. Uh, did you happen to catch anything? Uh, the first four minutes of the new Netflix uh, docuseries quarterback dropped yesterday. That looks awesome. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say win. NFL films in general could take, you know, you and I going to get one beer and make it look awesome. Like they're, yeah, they're really gifted. People. And then he went to Trader Joe's. Yeah, like they make it, they can make anything look great. They're so good but, at what they do. No, I'm I'm interested in it. It's always fun, and that obviously that's a position that is. We just talked about it with Mac. Like that's the most important position in sports. So so to get mm -hmm. a inside view of what guys deal with, and certainly a guy like Kirk Cousins who has Whew. ridden sort of the fence of is Kirk Cousins really good? Is he the most overrated, overpaid player? Shanahan loves him. Like, he rides that. People aren't sure. He's kind of like Mac locally. 
He's a national version. That's of what, Mac and people keep like, saying they want Mac to be like Kirk Cousins, which I think would be a success. The dude's made two hundred something million dollars average. What's he won? He's highly accurate. Hasn't won anything yet, but he hasn't oh, had Bill oh, Belichick and the talent around him. Oh, he's won nothing. He's had the talent around him. He hasn't had Bill Belichick, but he's had plenty of talent around him. Well, he's got the talent. Mac doesn't have the talent. I know. Okay, doesn't have Bill Belichick around him. Yeah, I want uh, Mac to be better than than um, than he is, but. No, that's fun. And the yep. more opportunities we get to see behind the scenes of yep. all sports, really. Um, we talked about it yesterday on the Breaking Boston podcast, like the all-star game when they mic guys up, when they, love you it. know, guys pitching and the whole thing. All of it. We love it. We eat it up I as wanna, fans. I want every, un, I want more Manning cast. I want more unfiltered channels. I want more outlets for fans to see the real. I love Peyton just talking about the fact that, you know, the quarterback is the most difficult position in all of sports. And hearing from somebody who I think, I know Pats fans don't want to hear it, pretty much changed the position the way Mahomes is now and is one of the top five quarterbacks of all time. Uh, I, I, you, you want to hear from someone like that who has a mark in history. Um, yes. It's going to be, I'll, I'll be tuned in. I'd almost be interested in even doing like a uh, episode by episode breakdown on that as well. We'll see if we have time or if you know, we're not too too many games. I'm not sure when it premieres. It's not soon enough. It's coming soon, but I bet. Uh, oh my God! It premieres Wednesday. Holy smokes! It premieres tomorrow. Must watch TV. Fitzy wrong again. It's not soon. Actually, it's tomorrow. <laughs> it's that's soon. Hey, we have something to watch this week. I got I got U.S. soccer and the Gold Cup, and I got the first episode of Quarterback. I'm fired up. Last but not least, speaking of things we watched, uh, because I thought it would be fun to dip my toes back in the water on the Mike Cadlick side of the street, since he is all positive and pumps things up, and the younger fans are all into little bits of hype and hyperbole and video clips to like get you jazzed up. Kendrick Bourne put, there was a video put out. I think it may have even been from footwork King who just gets Pat's fans and analysts in trouble all the time. Kendrick Bourne out there, shirtless helmet on running routes, catching passes. Uh, Looks good. We all know he's bulked up. He's admittedly put on, I don't know, 10, 15 pounds of extra muscle this year. We'll see if that benefits him. I guess that's really at the core of the debate here. I said, is it me or does he look, faster and bigger. And I got uh, 9,000. It's you responses, you GRD, 10 million other people. That's fine. I knew I was going to take it on the chin for that one. That's good. I love my team. I don't mind. I don't mind living on unpopular take Island, but Andy, do you think Kendrick Bourne will benefit from, or will his bulking up be to the detriment of his statistics and his on-field production this year? Um, well, I thought he looked good in OTAs. I'll say that, you know, I think he's yep. going to have a good year. I think he's probably going to be, depending on D hop, their best receiver in the video you posted, which you mm-hmm. got what you deserved when you uh, put that out. I don't there. mind. I don't uh, mind. I'm, I'm a big boy. You know, you took it on the chin. You know what Chris Rock says when you take it on the chin. Anyway, okay. <laughs> stay away from Still that. Still a family podcast. The occasional S bomb is allowed. Um, I actually thought he looks bigger and slower. I don't want my receivers to ever look slower. I always want them to look quicker, faster, twitchier, especially mm-hmm. him. He's not a guy that's going to be, Devontae Parker, 50-50 ball, 80-20 ball down the field. I think they want to use him in a motion, you know, jet sweep variety of ways. I think you're going to see him utilized in more uh, Debo Samuel sort of Mm -hmm. ways or Tyreek Hill sort of ways. Some of that creative things that Shanahan does or Andy Reid does. I think you're going to see him used in that way. So a little bit of bulk is probably good to take the hits. Because if you are taking jet sweeps and like out of the backfield swing, you're going to get hit maybe a little bit more, but you don't want to be slower. 
you don't want to lose any quickness. And that's where that, that fine line will be. Um, mm-hmm. But in general, whether he looks bigger and slower, bigger and faster, I am buying Kendrick Bourne this year. I'm You're definitely buying, buying stock in Kendrick Bourne. So if yep. I were able to find out via the FanDuel some stats or rather some Kendrick Bourne futures, you may be on the upside, the plus side. All right, Probably. I will endeavor those for the next time that we have a Pats chat here in the program. For the record, by the way, also Debo get Hunter Sa- Henry, please. Uh, some are you in on the Hunter Henry futures? Um, within reason, I need to see the numbers that are set. He's an interesting guy because I don't think it'll be big overs, so it depends very much on where the line is set. But I think he's going to be a better player. There were some interesting numbers bouncing around Twitter. Uh, in terms of his targets and usage in the red zone from year to year, one under McDaniels, one under Patricia, it falling off the map. I think it's going to return to McDaniels levels. So, yeah, I think he has the opportunity to score some touchdowns and make some plays. And I might be in on those Gasicki futures as well. Like there was a big thing recently on uh, the NFL Instagram, like which player in a new uniform are you most excited about? And I was like, well, where's where's Mike Gasicki? Like, is there any chance? I, I know. I just he's he's, it's not, he's not there yet. I know he's Mike Gasicki. What do you think he's going to do? Don't you think that there's a chance, just a chance he might pop off and surprise some people and turn a few heads this year? Just a little There's bit. a chance. I'm not buying it. That's a big one on the, the pro-positive Patriots beat. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of the uh, beat reporters are lusting after Gasicki, Cadillac included. Sure. Um, oh, he's like, he loves, he loves him some Gasicki like he loves Twitter as well. Uh, for the record, on the way out the door, Debo Samuel, six foot tall, 215 pounds. Kendrick Bourne, uh, six one. It says one ninety. I will dare say he's probably bulked up to about two bills. Looks like he put on 10, 15 pounds of muscle weight. Um, I don't know if I'd go fifteen. 10? I would say in the eight to ten, probably. Yeah, and I'm fine with that as long mm-hmm. as he doesn't lose any quickness. I'm fine with that. Um, the biggest thing I saw, and we we talked about this previously, mm-hmm. and I don't know if enough people have talked about it. I think he's back in the good graces of Bill Belichick. If you remember, I talked about that circle of stretching and him and Bill one day spending probably five minutes yucking it up, gesturing to each other, laughing, belly laughing. If he is back in the good graces of Bill Belichick and he'd have no reason to be in the bad graces of Bill O'Brien, I think that's the best uh, best thing you can see out there on a Patriots field, regardless of his size and speed. Couldn't agree more. And there we go. Let's end on a high note, Pats fans. Thank you guys for tuning in today rock solid podcast for what's supposed to be the slowest time of year for football pats and then we do that's how we do good job justin turpin thanks very much everybody for tuning in once again subscribing rating reviewing sharing six rings and football things he's at jumbo heart i'm at fitzy gfy possibly back later this week with some more we're on the beat nonstop all the way up until camp starts july 26 till then and forevermore this is six rings and football things brought to you by your friends at weei odyssey and 2400 sports As always, good day, God bless, and go Pats.